Burger Guide podcast listeners, um, we have a sponsor, which is kind of cool, uh, waxbenches.com. So we're going to try this out. I'm going to talk about wax benches because I'm a huge ski nerd and wax benches are kind of fun. Um, they're also kind of important. You can buy the fanciest wax iron and this high puro crack whatever wax that costs $100 a vial or 200 now. And all sorts of brushes. And if you don't have a good wax bench, you're kind of wasting your money because you're not gonna good, doing a good job. Um, and I know there are a lot of options for wax benches. One option that I've done when I was like young and stupid was to build my own. Um, and it was a fun exercise in trying to not lose fingers with the t- in a table saw. Um, and you know what? I wouldn't do it again. I would spend money on a wax bench. And I actually have. And I have a metal wax bench. And it is... Getting it from one place to another is is pretty terrible. But all through college, we use wooden wax benches from waxbenches.com. They're portable. They're they're sturdy. They're they're really easy to use. They're, they're not very expensive, uh, too, which is nice. And, um, you know, I, I can vouch for them. They're really good products. I probably should have done that instead of, like, going to the hardware store and buying two-by-sixes. But... I learned my lesson, and now you can uh, learn from me. So go check out waxbenches.com. I think they're really top-notch products, and I can guarantee you it's easier than building one yourself. And they have a special, if you enter the promo code BGPOD, that's BGPOD, you get 15% off your order and free shipping. So even a better deal. So I want to thank waxbenches.com for sponsoring the podcast, and uh, we'll see them out there at the Berkey. Welcome to the Berkey Guy podcast. We're recording this on the Friday before the race, a week before the race with Ben Pop. And uh, we're going to pretend like there's nothing wrong with it for the first bit of the podcast. Ben, how warm is it in Hayward? I'm looking at online right now. It is 54.1 degrees at the Berkey start line. That is 12 degrees Celsius. So so, so let's just say it's 12 and we'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, everyone uh, has some concerns about the weather. We're going to talk about that. But let's, um, before we get to that, let's just talk about some of the changes that, you know, the original, originally when we said, hey, we're going to do this podcast, I figured, oh, we'd talk about, you know, all the changes that are coming in 2017, mostly with moving the Cordillera to, to, uh, to Friday. Let's talk about that, and uh, then we'll get to some of the uh, interesting weather we have coming up. Yeah, you know, it's, um, we're excited, obviously. Friday's going to be a crazy day. It's all the kids' events, the Barney, the Junior, the Barka Berkey to kick things off. Thursday. Thursday, Ben. That's that's Thursday. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yep, that's Thursday. You said Friday. Oh, sorry, yep. sorry. Yep, no, that's Thursday. Yeah, no worries. Thursday. Um, this is live live podcast radio, people. This is how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Barney and, uh, and Barky Jr., the giant ski. And so it's crazy day. Great energy downtown. Always good fun. And then, uh, as you said, a Friday is the Cordy, and we really wanted to give it its own identity, let people have the excitement of finishing in Main Street and all the fun that comes with it. It's typically a group that's younger, under under 25, as a, as a large percentage, and, and women as a large percentage, along with the Prince Hoken. And so wanted those are two demographics that are really important to us. Give them their day on Friday, and then, of course, Saturday, the big day with uh, the long race uh, coming into downtown. And so... Um, and finishing everything out on Sunday with the demo, which has been growing. We had almost 1,500 people last year at that on Sunday up at Double O. And so we're um, actively uh, working in a lot of different places to get ready for Berkey. All right, great. And uh, snow's going down on Main Street. Uh, you have the snow stockpiled for Main Street going down next week. 
Yeah, so right now, um, obviously, the warmer weather. We normally, uh, it's about 65 dump truck loads to get downtown and, and over the bridge. And uh, it takes us about 10 acres of, of, uh, of land that we use soccer fields, and we have a bunch of fields that we have access to. We have actually access to 120 acres plus the airport in Hayward, so we have far more land than we need than, uh, like I said, it's normally about 10 acres it takes us uh, to get those dump truck full. So we, we know that there's going to be uh, maybe needing a few more acreages uh, of, of land this year, if you will, because of the, the snowpack declining. But, uh, yeah, the, the snow goes down on Wednesday. Actually, on Tuesday, the bridge uh, goes up. Actually, Monday is when everything really kicks off. We start moving a lot of parts, and, uh, you know, already we're putting up tents, and a lot of the infrastructure is already going up. And, uh, but things really kick into high gear by uh, Monday, Tuesday, next week. All right, and uh, how's the lake looking? You know, the lake is good. I skied across it last night. I'm actually, as soon as we're done here, going to go ski across it again. Um, there's a fair amount of ice, about uh, 18 to 21 inches. Uh, we checked it just last Friday before the pre-Berkey, and... Uh, the snow, we've now basically plowed Lake Hayward into a windrow down the middle of the lake. And uh, so hopefully it'll last through the warm weather and we can go back and smash it down. Um, it's probably five feet tall. And uh, <laughs> like I said, it's it's meant to make it through the warm weather, even if it gets wet around it and then gets cold, we can come back and, and compress it down. So right now the lake actually uh, isn't looking too bad. All right. Um, so... Sounds like uh, if it wasn't for the warm weather, we would have uh, be talking about a pretty good race. Yes, but I think we got we got to talk about the weather. So right now, and and I, uh, if you if you read my blog at BerkeyGuy.com, you you know that I sort of incessantly blog about the weather. Um, right now, we're looking at sort of the worst stretch of weather before the race that we've seen since two thousand seven. Um, it's really not unprecedented for the Berkey to have uh, weather issues in that, that you know in the past. I, I think. 2007 uh, was, and I'm going, you know, that, that's the only one that I've skied. Uh, that, that, that was shortened. 2002 ended in Rosie's Field, uh, I think. 2000 was canceled. 98 was, was cut in half. So we had a bit of a, a, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, we had some cancellations. And there's some history of that, right? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We look back. We've been doing a lot of crunching ourselves. And uh, from a data standpoint, not 44 uh, runnings of the Berkey, if you will, nine times it's either been altered or canceled. So that's 21-ish percent. And, and again, so since the last time was 2007, now we're coming up on the 10th year. So we're actually, statistically speaking, as much as I hate statistics, um, they don't lie, and uh, so we're um, uh, coming up on probably uh, an issue, uh, or due for an issue, if you will, and uh, you know, we've been pulling up ourselves a lot of the historical data from 2000, 2002, 2007, looking at the snowpack, the density of the snow at that time, uh, the average temperatures through that period leading up, the average, uh, um, you know, all those pieces so that it can help give us a little bit of an idea on how this is going to melt down and will it hold, will it not hold. We've already started moving a fair amount of snow out onto the course and staging it. Um, the one advantage we have right now, and I can't speak to how the trail was prepared in the years past because I wasn't here, obviously, in 2007 and 2002 and 2000, but um, because we had the rain events in, jo in, in January and back in December, um, the trail is extremely dense and hard as a stone because it had been very cold before. So right now, the base down here is uh, maybe four-ish inches and up north almost eight and a half. But it's very, very dense and very cold. And then um, underneath it, of course, the ground's frozen, so it's sort of cooling from underneath. And while when it's 60 degrees out, it's, it's, uh, it's obviously going to slowly erode that snowpack, 
there are the best scenario right now in terms of really hard uh, base, cold underneath. The snow temp was like 28 this morning when I took it. And uh, so if anything's going to survive, it's set up to survive right now. And I think um, the dew points are really low. Yeah, it's a bluebird day. So that actually actually makes a difference as well on uh, retaining that snowpack. Yep. Um, yep. And so I think today, tomorrow are not going to be that bad. Even Sunday. My biggest fear right now is Monday, Tuesday, when, you know, it gets cloudy and, you know, it only gets down to 38 and it's raining. Um, we know those are scenarios that are going to be the hardest hit. And so that's when we're, you know, again, that's when we're going to hopefully use all our chips and all the snow we've been saving and, and staging in those areas. Um, and uh, we'll start uh, starting, uh, continue working as much as we can. We'll work at nights when it's coolest and dark, uh, uh, the, you know, do the least damage as possible when we're out working on it. And uh, we have armies ready to go. A lot of volunteers, staff, dump trucks, loaders, you name it. We'll use every resource we can to, to move the snow out there and get ready to have uh, Berkey 2017 be, uh, be epically good. And then, of course, then you add in, and you're the weather guy. And not, I mean, and I'm only looking at one or two of the models. You've probably seen a bunch of them. But what are the odds that uh, anywhere from three to ten inches falls on Friday <laughs> after some rain when it's still warm and has some really good mush? So um, <laughs> all that leads up to Berkey, right? If, if we wouldn't be having this podcast and talking about, uh, you know, 13,000 skiers coming to Hayward if there wasn't some sort of epic struggle to get to the line, right? And uh, so it should be, uh, should be good. So it sounds like you're basically moving heaven and earth uh, to put snow on the trail. Give me, a, give, give me an idea of where, how do you know, do you have a model of, okay, we know where on the trail we have issues. We're going to put snow down to those areas. You're going to stockpile. How exactly does that work? You know, Chris is out on the trail all the time, you know, every day, the trail manager. And so they know he's been here um, well over a decade. And so they know routinely what areas melt down first. And so that's where we started stockpiling snow first. And we've been doing it now for four or five days of going out and over, you know, putting down a bunch of extra snow in those areas. And so now what we'll do is once it gets dark again, we send out four or five people into the different areas trying to see how it made it through the day. What does it look like? Um, and then that sort of creates a report of like, all right, this is where we got to start moving snow. And we got people ready to mobilize to go out and with shovels. Obviously, at this point, we can't be using loaders any longer on the trail. Up until this point, where we were driving the skid steer and the piston bully and pretty heavy equipment on the trail because it was hard as a stone. You couldn't even tell you were on it. But now it's starting to get a little softer just after the warm days. Um, now everything's got to be done by hand until it gets cooler or, or it's later at night. And so uh, um, we uh, rely on their knowledge and understanding of the trail and what how it reacts and... Uh, then that puts uh, the plan into action, and away we go. All right. So if you and and I'm this is this is obviously just out out there. If you had to say, what are the chances that we the trail the, the whole trail is skiable next Friday? What do you think the chances of that are? You know, if I looked at it right now, I would say seventy five percent. Wow. Okay. You know, it's. Uh, Really, uh, I was out at uh, Highway 77 working on a medical tent earlier this morning. Just uh, we uh, had needed a couple extra hands, so I stopped out there. And that's where some of the thinnest areas are. And they were just still actually, there was places where it's still powdery. Um, and so, you know, it's not transformed yet. It's really holding well. But I also know, I uh, have been around ski racing enough to know what happens when it doesn't freeze at night and it rains. Champ, things can change in a hurry. So 
I'm optimistic, but I'm also realistic and know that uh, we're not going to put our head in the snow, so to speak, and just pretend it's all good. And uh, we'll do what we can to, to make it happen. And I think the big thing that, that you've said that, that, that everyone needs to know is please, please, please do not touch the trail if you're not a volunteer until, uh, until the Berkey, until basically the start of the Berkey, because a, a few ruts in the trail and that could be the end of it. It kills it. Absolutely. You know, we've uh, actually, you know, all the volunteers that are out there, people that go out, they know they walk in the woods. They're not even on the trail. They realize how important it is. And and same with the, you know, their signs up. But uh, yeah, the one or two people can do a lot of damage uh, and ruin it for a lot of folks. So hopefully people will heed the advice and stay off. All right. So um, supposing that we don't have a full trail, that we have issues with some of the south facing hills that really can't be patched up. Um, or that there are some, you know, if we have some snow left, what are some of the contingency plans you guys have? You know, I mean, there's just uh, a dozen of them probably, you know, because it kind of depends on what the issue is. Like in 2000, one of the biggest issues was not the trail, actually. It was they couldn't get access and ambulances into the aid stations, and there was standing water at the bottom of the hills. And so there was actually cover, but it just it was not safe to do it. And so that's one scenario. Um, what we're looking at now is, um, you know, if you couldn't get across the lake, you can always finish in Duffy's Field. You can finish in Rosie's Field. Those are some options. Um and then, obviously, building the new start area for the Cordy up at Double O gives us some flexibility to start and finish there, the races, if we want to head north and go in one direction. Um, having the Skating Classic Trail up north, obviously, people realize there's a loop option um, if, indeed, the North Trail lasts better than the South Trail. It gets a little tricky when you start looking at two-way aid stations and some of those things, but, uh, you know, really everything from... You know, starting at the start, looping back to the start, starting at double O, going one way. You know, we also look at, okay, we have classic skiers and skaters. You know, if you come up the skate trail, turn around, come back on the classic, classic trail is pretty narrow. And I mean, we could maybe set one track in a skate lane. And so, you know, you start to weigh out what are the benefits, what you can do, what you can't do. Are we trying to, are we at the point where we're just trying to save one trail and we can't save two trails? You know, really will, um, you know, uh, decide uh, as the weather kind of dictates what we can do and we kind of keep pulling back further and further or saying, oh, we're good, we're stabilized and we're holding, we're holding and um, and then we're good to come in. So it's literally, um, you know, there's not a lot of sleep these days and it's all about monitoring the situation and um, trying to do what we can. I mean, I think... Uh, you have obviously a staff and board that have been working all year on it, and then you got an army of volunteers, and we want uh, more than anything to pr- bring the world to Hayward. And so we'll do, uh, we'll do everything in our power to make sure that uh, we can have a ski race come uh, next Saturday, Friday, and Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I know in 2005, uh, 2005 2000, there was quite a bit of snow, but the, the water on the trail, there were some people who, who were sort of pissed off. They canceled the race and went out and skied it, and they said, yeah, there's two feet of water. It was not really safe. So, uh you know that that's hopefully that's not an issue. I think there was a several a couple inches of rain that fell right before the race there, um, and I know that when the the uh, classic trails built, that was one of the things they said is, oh well, we could turn the race back. But the issue is is that the race has grown by uh, what about thirty forty percent in size since since that. And so we're uh, you know just it's the number of people who are on the course. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it really. Um it uh it uh, it's just uh, logistically there's a lot of things that on paper seem really easy and then when you start working through and then we bring alan into the equation who actually has to make it happen and he's like well here's what here's our obstacles so that we have to overcome and so it's you know but that's not to say that they can't be overcome and that's certainly what we're working on now is trying to go through all those and and say hey if we take this option 
this is the good, this is the bad, this is what we have to overcome. And, uh, you know, I think we're up for that challenge, obviously. And, and knowing that I think hopefully everyone realizes that if we do have to make some changes, uh, there probably will be some compromises. Uh, and uh, But at the end of the day, we're going to put on some kind of ski race and people are going to have a good time and it's going to be Berkey 2017 and hopefully uh, one that no one will ever forget. Yep. Now, one of the things, and I think we, you alluded to this earlier, but uh, it, this is, I, I watch the weather like uh, a maniac. And one of the things is that the, we've, we, there's a storm coming. It's a week out. Storms a week out on a model usually will appear and disappear. This has been sort of steady. It's moving around a little bit. I sort of liken it to a field goal. Like we know we're kicking the ball, but it could go wide left. It could go wide right. It could fall short. Um, right now, sort of, you know, the, the European model, which is really probably one of the best, uh, the best out there that we... Um, that we look at, if you looked at it, uh, you look at it today, it's putting 15 inches of snow on the trail between uh, Thursday evening and Friday next week. <laughs> uh, it, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now it's quite possible. That's like 2014 all over again. Yeah, 2014, <laughs> except 2014 had a base. We weren't, we weren't worried about it. <laughs> right, right, right. Worse. I, so now let's say that it, let's say it comes a little late and, you know, Friday it's at f- 4 o'clock it starts snowing. Would we, you know, let's say that you didn't have a base for the trail. You could only run a 25K race, but, you know, we, you, you knew, or could you make a last minute decision and say, hey, we got eight inches of snow overnight, we're, we're doing the race? Is that something that you're able to yeah, do? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we have some flexibility, obviously, built in um, based on, you know, uh, last second weather. You know, we've had four or five storms this year that uh, 24 hours out, it's 100%, we're going to get 12 inches, and then we get a dusting. You know, it's really been a weird year in that, and so... You know, we won't start planning anything until it actually is happening in terms of like, oh, well, it says it's 90%, you know, and like I said, we've had just too many near misses this year. But that said, if it does start coming, we will do every effort we can to do as much of the race as we can if if that's a possibility. Um, that said... You know, we've started setting up infrastructure two days ago, and so it takes a long time to create infrastructure for, you know, it's one thing if you got to race for a couple hundred people, but when you're dealing with 10,000, um, or actually this year over 11,200, it's a lot of uh, infrastructure and tents and water and food and porta-potties that is just impossible to move a lot of it that quickly. So we would certainly um, try and keep as many options open as long as we can, um, if that makes sense, knowing that... Uh, Ultimately, we want to have a safe race, and if it ends up that we only can raise 28K, but we could have maybe raised 47 if if we just wait a little longer, um, you know, we're, we'll just have to make that call, and that's just, uh, we have to live with that decision, but I think ultimately, people need to know that we will do everything we can to raise as much of this course as we can, and but knowing that it's going to be safe, first and foremost, and secondly, uh, we'll do what we can, uh, given the time restraints we have, and, and I think really everything is in play from Thursday to Sunday, I mean, you know, if it came that uh, it was almost unskiable, or it still was unskiable, and we said, gosh, we got to cancel the race on Saturday, but it was going to work to ski on Sunday, we'd say, you know what, we're moving it to Sunday, I mean, I think that we'll leave every option in play um, up until there is no options left, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I know in, in 2007, we wound up getting about a foot of snow on Saturday night, and a lot of people were saying, well, push it to Sunday, push it to Sunday, and the answer was, they said, well, look, we, 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 we can't do that, but, you know, if that's an open option, I'm sure there would be, you know, so if some people are flying out on Sunday, it might not work, but I'm sure there are a lot of people who would stick around, so we'll hopefully keep our options open, and, and it's good to hear, good to hear about the flexibility. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know we we, we want to. I think I don't think there's anyone who's going to really fault fault anyone for doing the everything that you can, but uh, we want to make make sure it happens. Um, is uh, 
is is there anything people should really keep an eye out for uh, just to make sure that 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 things you know just just to keep keep an eye on what's going on in the next few yeah days. you know we're doing daily updates on the website Berkey you know just on our website Nancy's putting out a daily update with Chris in the trail as well as uh, either myself or her are putting it out so definitely keep an eye on the website under just you know current uh, conditions um, and that's a bit, you know as soon as we're able to figure something out we post it there so it's first and foremost going up there and uh, we'll try and get updates and videos or whatever because then you can kind of see what's going on um, you know I think Gal put up a little thing he was at the start line today the new area around the start which is kind of interesting um, you know it doesn't have any grass on it yet we just finished it this fall and so it's it's as it gets warm and we plow it of course because there's tents in that area as well as people walking well now it's mud so luckily Johnson Timber next door was nice enough they got us forced semi loads of, tr- of uh, wood chips boom they brought in four semis dump f- we're, everyone's gonna have mulch for their gardens by when this is over but uh dump down four semi loads of, of uh, chips and they're spreading that out so that uh, when when we have uh you know seven or eight thousand people up there this uh, in a week from now if it is still warm and muddy that we're walking through uh, wood chips instead of mud so there's that kind of stuff that's going on even already um planning for the weather but uh yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm looking at the live uh, cameras, and right now it looks like it would be a great day for race. But um, well, we'll see where we are in about in about a week. Uh, I see the I see the fence cross trail at Double O, and, and I want to make sure everyone does that. Um, all right, uh, I think that's uh, probably all all to cover now. Um, hopefully, we'll see you, and uh, hopefully, we'll be in good spirits next Friday and Saturday, and everyone have a good race, and we'll weather this one, and uh, on on to the next one. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch with you, and obviously, uh, as things are coming up, then you can keep them posted as well. And uh, we'll see you here in the Northwood soon. Well, thanks for hosting the podcast. Thanks, Ben, for those updates. Uh, hopefully, everything works out well. We have a great race next week, but you know, things happen. Um, we'll probably be doing a, another podcast, sort of last minute um, before the race to get some last minute updates. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I think might, that might be on Wednesday or Thursday. As always, podcast was produced by Sam Evans Brown of New Hampshire Public Radio. And um, as always, I tell you to listen to his Outside In podcast. You know, there's some new recent episodes. Uh, I'm behind on my podcast listening, so I haven't listened to them, but I'm sure they're good. Um, so highly recommended, as always, outsideinradio.org, uh, or find it on iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you may get your podcast from our intro music intro music was from dr turtle from the free music archive and um we will see you soon uh either on the airwaves or at the race and uh, make sure if you are interested interested in the weather as i am berkeyguide.com will have at least daily or multiple times per day uh updates with my get best guess as to what the chances the race is going to be canceled um and way more than you need to know uh, so stay tuned to, to, for that, and that'll be up at the website, berkeyguide.com. And um, one week till race day, so uh, get, get that last, uh, last minute food and pasta feed in and the last minute training, and we'll see you in Hayward. Mm-hmm.